This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Well, next year is an election year here in New York State. Uh, the State House, the governor's job is up for grabs. Kathy Hochul, the incumbent, kind of, sort of, I mean, she got there through the back door, let's face it, uh, she is running in her own right. Uh, I'm not impressed so far. I don't like these mandates. Uh, one of the Republicans up against her, uh, he's vying for the Republican nomination, and I think he's got a really good shot, is former Westchester County Executive Rob Astorino, uh, and by the way, a great a veteran of the airways, especially on the radio. Rob uh, Astorino, welcome back. How are you? <clears throat> testing, testing, one, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> oh, Is crazy. that how it's done? Clearing your you throat on the you on the air. Clear your throat. Admit it. Admit it. It's true. I burp. I do all kinds of things. <laughs> I uh, I wish I had it. Uh, anyway, look, Rob. What are we going to do here? What's your plan? Uh, Kathy Hochul seems uh, as bad as any of them. Well, she is Cuomo 2.0. There's no question about it. She looks different, but she acts the same, maybe even worse, because you knew Cuomo was a thug the entire time. He was just a brute. Nobody liked him. He was he was horrible. But you knew what you were getting. When Hochul came in, you thought, OK, maybe maybe this is going to be different. And it's not. It's it's actually worse because he's a little unsuspecting. But the COVID response is is worse than Cuomo, actually. Now she's universally masking not only kids in school, which is absurd, but now, of course, the new mandate with fines for small businesses, which are still wheezing and trying to get on its feet from all the other lockdowns and closures and, you know, price insecurities with inflation and supply chains. And, and de Blasio, of course, slapping them on the way out the door. So, We've, I think we're averaging like 13 deaths right now. We are at the end. This is not an emergency crisis situation. It's not. And we should be learning what doctors in South Africa are saying about the Omicron, what other countries and states are doing. The vast majority, Greg, of states in America are not masking kids. Their schools are open full time. No more distance learning. Businesses are open. Yeah. It's just a different type of world, and yet we think this is the normal now, and it certainly is not, and it's not warranted anymore. So my theory here is she wants a little bit of that Cuomo action. I mean, remember last summer before he was in real trouble? I'm talking a year ago. Oh, everybody loved Cuomo, and look at how decisive he is, and he's wearing the jacket, and he's in charge. I think she really wants to cultivate that stuff for herself and that is part of what is going on here. Uh, I mean, no rational person would be doing this. I th- uh, w- what do you think her motivation is? I think there's some truth to that. You know, what happens with politicians when when an incident occurs or there's a big issue, their first knee-jerk reaction is, I have to do something, right? And And sometimes doing nothing is the right course of action, explaining why and and moving forward. In this case, she's trying to say, look, I'm the governor, I'm decisive, I'm taking action. Even though what we're, the action she's taking is regressive, it is no longer needed. I mean, most of New York City or, or New York, the, the adult population that would be in the cohort of highest risk, our seniors, they're 95 plus percent vaccinated. The rest of the people in a much less risk category are making up their own decisions for their own health care. 
and kids who are at almost zero risk of, of anything severe with COVID do not need it. And that's why other countries and other states are not doing that. So she's doing the knee-jerk reaction, and she's already threatening lockdowns. She's, te- she's pointing her finger at people and saying, hey, look, if you don't do this, and by the way, I'm going to weaponize health departments to go in there with badges and check. And if we catch somebody, somebody with that mask below their nostril, well, that's a $1,000 fine for each occurrence. The next step, what do you think the next step could possibly be? It's what the worst of the worst are doing around the world, like Australia and and other countries completely overreacting, where at first if the fine doesn't work, then maybe we'll take your license away or we will potentially put you in jail and make it a criminal penalty. You know, these are things that should be out of the realm of possibility, but unfortunately they're not when the worst impulses of people like Kathy Hochul come up. Hey, well, I got you here. Can you just uh, your political uh, analyst hat on and tell us what's going on? Why did Letitia James, she was running for governor, then she quit. Uh, What's going on with that? I'm very suspicious, but I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it. And how does it affect you? I think it, it, it doesn't affect us at all, really, because no matter who the Democrat is, I think there's tremendous weaknesses. Uh, the best opportunity that I'm going to have, a Republican is going to, in New York, in, in a generation. And we are poised to win. I think Letitia James was not gaining traction with some of the major donors. And that really is what came down to it. So she took the safe route. I think the biggest winner of this is Bill de Blasio. And as much as we all want to laugh, you know, the, the, the lunatic asylum of voters in New York City are with Bill de Blasio. And that's the case around the state in some of the wacky places like, let's say, Ithaca, where they're so far left, they don't have any more room to go, but also in some of the urban areas. And he has built that. And if they could coalesce behind him in the city, then he's got a real opportunity to to beat Kathy Hochul in a primary, especially if it's low turnout. And and she's got to worry about that. And Tom Swazi staying in the race also draws away some of the moderate or suburban voters that might vote for her. That, too, could benefit a de Blasio or maybe even a Jamani Williams, who people forget in the lieutenant governor yeah. race with Hochul three years ago, with all the Cuomo money behind Hochul, Jamani Williams got 46 percent to Hochul's 54 percent. Hmm. That's that's crazy. Well, listen, uh, I, I'm not allowed to endorse, but I would love it if you became the next governor because uh, – well, I consider you a friend, and uh, it would be great to have a friend in the governor's mansion. And also, you're obviously a common-sense guy who could do the job. So, uh, Rob Astorino, everybody. You can find out more at uh, robastorino.com. And thanks for being with us. Thanks for following me on all my social media, too. All right. All right. Will do. All right, Greg. Thank you. You bet. Take care. Take care. Uh, what's my deal? Okay. Real quick, and I enjoyed that very much. Your calls when we come back. And one other thing about tonight's show. 